uh, Andrea Wisman. She has a testimony she wants to share. Thank you. Um, well, let's see. I ran the marathon, 26.2 miles. Um, I did it. <laughs> I'm here to tell the story. Oh, my goodness. Um, let's see. So that was took me six hours because I ended up with a stress fracture the week before because I wore silly shoes and hurt my foot. So I ran with a stress fracture, um, which means I ran slower. But for some, I don't know, almost like it made me push harder because I wanted it more, you know, it gave me a little bit more behind me. And my goal was to jog the whole thing, and I did. So that was exciting um, because I didn't know if I could. But we ended up raising as a team um, for Rise International enough to school 900 children in Angola. So... <laughs> And it's really awakened in, in my heart, and I hope all of yours too, just an awareness of the need. Um, God's just really been breaking my heart open and showing me how extremely filthy rich we are and how poor these people are. And it's just, ugh. It, so it's just so beautiful that you guys were able to sew into it and that we made a real difference um, in their lives. Um, so um, I still can send money whenever I'm not actually like actively raising, but I talked to the lady who runs Rise, and they're actually quite surprised that anyone from Indiana. It was not like an international team; it was just a few people in Illinois started something. I somehow found it. So, but I'm still taking money at any time. I can send it, and it will go towards the kids. So, thank you all very much. Amen. All right, praise God. We also had Sarah Hughes that had a testimony. Where is Sarah? Sarah Hughes, where are you? Sarah. She says we're getting her out of her box, making her uncomfortable. The test, there is power in the testimony. Amen? All right, so. Anyhow. Um, yesterday, there were so many things that happened, but um, to start off with, to kind of give you a background, Shelly and I were in the car going out to supper, and... Um, we were just talking about our families, and um, something came up about my son, Cole. And I said, um, there's a lot of breakthrough this summer with my son, with me and him, and so forth. And we theoed a little bit, realized there was a spirit of Cain um, and Jacob and Esau on him. So we theoed that through, broke that off. Well, we went back to the conference last night, and um, I saw my son 10 years from now if he wasn't healed. And if I didn't change things. So this guy walked past me, and it was, did he not look like Cole? Yeah. <laughs> it was Cole 10 years from now with brown eyes instead of blue. He walked past, and he was angry. I just felt the spirit of rejection walk past me, anger, um, murder, everything this kid had on him. And I looked at him. I thought, oh, my gosh, dear God, I'm, what am I going to do? What, do I, what am I supposed to do with this? So I sat there, and I prayed, and I probably drove Shelly nuts because I just was like this all night. <laughs> what do I do? Am I supposed to go now? Am I supposed to go now? And um, finally, I got my mustard seed in my pocket, and I went. And um, I went up to him. I said, can I just ask you a couple questions? That's how I started out with. And I said, wait a minute. Can I read your mail? <laughs> I think I'm supposed to read your mail. He goes, nobody reads my mail. They don't get me. I'm like, no, I think I do. I said, um, 
You have a spirit of rejection. You have a spirit of Cain on you. You've tried to murder yourself. You don't think anybody cares. You think you're just a wanderer. And you want to trade places with somebody because you just want to go on and get out of here. He looked at me. He goes, no way. You got it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I said, you're my son. If I don't intervene with you, if I don't start working with my son, you're my son in 10 years. I said, you look exactly like him. And I am supposed to come and give you a big mommy hug. And he looked at me. He goes, my mom doesn't hug me for a long time. She's so angry with me. I said, no, she's not. She loves you. She just doesn't know what to do. She just loves you so much. She's so frustrated. And so I gave him a big hug. When I gave him a hug, it was my son. It felt like coal. It smelled like coal. And God said, if you don't do this, your son's going to end up in his position on drugs, trying to cut himself. Girls, he had cuts both arms from shoulders to wrist and on his neck. I was like, we got to intervene. Got to pray with him, gave him his big mommy hug, and then he wouldn't leave me. <laughs> he stuck with me the whole night, but it was awesome. We looked down, and there was gold dust in front of us. He goes, one thing that I need you to do for me is take this gold dust to your son. I kept it on my finger for an hour and a half home. <laughs> um, I gave it to my son last night. I said, this boy who looks just like you wants you to have this gold dust to prove that God is real. And Cole's face just went, <gasps> he goes, he is real, Mom. I'm like, yeah, isn't that cool? He's like, can I keep it? Can I put it in my room? And so he went and put it someplace special where only he knew where it was. He goes, I'll go get it whenever I need to know God's real. Amen. Praise God. Give the Lord a praise. Amen. Amen. Breaking off rejection. Amen. That's good. Amen. Is there anybody else that had a testimony about uh, the conference? Maybe we can do one or two more. Mike, you got any testimonies? Come here. <laughs> well, we want to know, let people know what God is doing. Amen. Um, probably is Jeff Hughes in here? Did, is, is he here today? Where's he at? Oh, come here. Because you guys are probably tired of hearing me talk, so I'm fine with that. And part of equipping and leading is when you take a team somewhere, is letting them do, do the talking. Sarah, that was awesome. All kinds of stuff. I could take up all your time. So if you want to know personally from me, come see me, talk to me. Um, but this ain't the last. So, Jeff, come on. You take my place. That's all I'll say. Nobody flip over. Mike Brown didn't talk too much. All right. I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> um, you know, it was just a revelation to me about uh, the ease of God. How... We make things just way too hard. You know, the thing he taught was there's no algebra equation to God to say this verse and that verse and hallelujah, lay your hands on them, and boom, God happens. No, it's, you know, he gave this testimony of he didn't know how to pray for this guy, but he felt this presence behind him. So what did he do? He just stepped over here and let this presence minister to the guy. That's how easy it is. 
You know, it's, it's not us laying hands on people. It's God's here. You invite him. Let, let God do what he wants to do. Just get out of the way. And so it was just a revelation of how, you know, uh, easy it is. Uh, they, he had a, um, a team member named Ruth with him, and she, she really <clears throat> spoke to me. She said, uh, Joaquin invited her to come, and she's like, I'm not, I'm not good enough to go with Joaquin. You know, he's this powerful man of God. And, but God revealed to her, I qualified you, and if I qualified you, how can you disqualify yourself? Because you did not qualify yourself, I qualified you. And so that just really spoke to me. And um, I guess that's it. I mean, Chris, you got something? We make it way too difficult. Hello. Well, obviously, you heard me yelling like a crazy person during most of the service. And that's because you got, listen, you guys don't know. You guys, you guys are going to know. You guys are going to experience it because I, yeah, I'm wrecked right now. I am totally wrecked. And I'm going to keep being more wrecked. Tomorrow I'll be more wrecked than I am today. The next day I'll be even more wrecked. And I'll look back and I'll say, man, I was tame back then. I am completely a mess. And, and it's just, it's so simply, Jeff put it, put it uh, just the way it needed to be. Is that it doesn't have anything to do with me. You know, I want to pray for people and see them get healed. But you know what? God wants them healed more than I even want it. And it doesn't have anything to do with me. All it has to do with being aware. You've heard us talk about the awareness of God, okay? It's not just a feeling, it's an awareness. It's an expectation of what God wants to do. And focusing on exactly what He wants to do. When there's a word of knowledge that comes up, that's what God's doing. And when there's a victory in that, we need to celebrate that. You know, if somebody has a knee or a shoulder or an elbow or a headache that needs to be healed and we pray for it, and let's say they only get 5% healing, then praise God because he showed up and did something. You know, I'm not going to focus on, why didn't you take care of the other 95% of that? I'm going to focus on the 5% that he did move in. It doesn't matter. He chose to do it, and he came in the room, and I am going to be thankful in that, and I'm going to celebrate that. I'm going to jump up and down and hoot and holler like an idiot for 5% healing or head growing back, okay? <laughs> seriously, guys, seriously, and this is what God's doing in me, and this is a contagious thing. Man, I was trying to give it away, man. I, had, I was in the sound booth, and I was, like, getting ready to explode out of there. I had to get out and give it away. I was... You know, it's, it's contagious. It's contagious, and it's our choosing to rely on the grace of God. It's the grace that empowers us. Um, I had Addie with me this weekend, so I was kind of in and out and back and forth. But um, we led worship yesterday morning, and um, they have a... It's, 
Creekside, is that the church? It's a deaf church, but they also have hearing people too. Um, and I was really, really fascinated by them the whole weekend because they had interpreters and two of their interpreters were deaf. They just kind of followed cues. But the, the expression that they had and the, you could just see the presence of God. Well, Joaquin was talking right at the end of worship and he had said, you know, each person go and lay hands on someone and release the anointing and the fire. And, and as I'm watching them, I watch like a hearing person go from this side to a deaf person in my brain. I'm going, oh, I wonder if they know their death. I wonder, I wonder if they know that that person can't talk to them. And my analytical crap is going on in my head. And I watch these two people meet up (laughs) and I'm, it just really broke me. And the girl lays her hand on the deaf guy, and the guy lays his hand on her, and he immediately falls to the ground. He heard not one word she prayed, and he, she, vice versa, he couldn't even say a word, and he didn't use his hands. It was simply letting the Holy Spirit move through. And it just, you know, so many times, like, I have this complex of, I'm not a very good prayer. I don't have big words. My vocabulary stinks. And it just did something like, who cares? <laughs> that presence just knocked him to the ground. And he got, he got it. And the, the way they worship was just amazing. But that was pretty much what we got. And then Mike wanted me to share. They, um, one morning, Keisha was sitting in the front row. Um, and I looked down, and there was just gold dust everywhere. And Addie had just got up from laying there. And I looked at her, and it wasn't on her. And so I was like, weird. How did that get there and not her? But... It just showed when somebody was speaking, and this just fell from the sky, and it was all over the front row, nothing but gold. So it, that was the first time I've ever seen that happen. It was really cool. Um, dismiss, flip, go. <laughs> That's right. We did forget to dismiss, flip. Okay, guys, I didn't go to a conference. I stayed home with the Hanson kids. Woohoo! And it was a wild ride, too, let me tell you. But listen, I want to encourage you, okay? You know, when people come back from the conference, and, and you can see they're on the mountaintop, and you're like, oh, must have been nice. Let me tell you, there's something going on here. There's something going on right here at this level that doesn't come from a conference. Okay, so let me try and pull it together here because... God's wrecking me right now, too. Yeah. And um, I don't even know where to go with this. Let me just tell you, there's a revival getting ready to hit. And it's going to happen right where you are with all your wounds, all your, your broken hearts. And if you're sitting there and you're hurting and you're like, yeah, whatever, and you've got this heaviness that, that we've talked about this morning. It is time for you to go no more. Okay, engage your heart because it is a matter of, am I going to sit here or am I going to get up? And I know there's times where you just can't make that decision on your own. Where you are so overwhelmed and you're emotionally distraught and you're and you're just there. You just feel in, uh, disabled. There are people in this congregation that the Lord has strategically placed. So if nothing else, pick up a phone and reach out. I 
received miraculous, um, I don't even know what to call it, just this week has been incredible. The Lord just changed my life and altered my destiny. There's this just, there was a, um, a two and a half hour, I'll just brief synopsis, a two and a, a, two and a half hour um, period of time today where I sat down and, and, and met with, um, with Tisha and she was equipping me and sharing some things with me and training me up and taking me through some healing. And the Lord took me to a nine-month memory. Who has nine-month-old memories? No one that I know of. And I'm going, God, why, you know, why do I remember this, this, and this? He took me to a nine-month memory to allow me to break off some generational crap that has gone all the way back to Adam. And I've carried this nine-month memory since nine months, and I'm 42. And the Lord, the, the biggest thing that the Lord shared with me and that, that I'm getting is I haven't missed anything. The, the big thing that the Lord has just imparted in my heart is I, I had this, this mentality of there's plan A, plan B, and I've screwed up. And I'm in plan B now because I screwed up plan A. <laughs> okay, so that's a total lie because there is no plan of God not in it. <laughs> okay, so obviously when you step back onto the track that the Lord has you, you're back in plan A. And it, never, and it never got derailed. It just, you kind of went over here. And he's going to bring you back. So that's what I want to encourage you. Didn't go to a, um, didn't go to a conference, but... I went to God's conference, and everyone else is invited, so join me. Freedom, amen. <laughs> amen. Come on down. I've already abandoned trying to preach today, so go for it. Okay, this is stretching me so bad, but I'm just, uh, yes. Okay, so a few weeks ago when Larry had, um, they had read the, uh, the thing about um, women, you know, getting under, their husbands, I, you know, dirty laundry, I'm going to air it. Um, I'm, <laughs> I was not one of those submitters and, um, I thought, but my husband was also not an Ahab, but I'm pretty sure I was Jezebel. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Jesus. My husband was not an Ahab, but it caused lots of conflict, but there was just this thing that happened to me last week. Um, Larry had brought, me over and had me I just this heaviness came off of me and I don't know what's going on with like this whole week thing but Sandy had this week and I had this week of this this heaviness broke off of me and I just had this urge to just be safe in my husband's arms and I just feel like everything in my life has changed like everything like I get up and I I'm I do everything different like my house cleaning was a joy and it was just like I mean I don't know it was just I really feel like that is deliverance. It is absolute deliverance because if anyone knows me or counseled me. <laughs> and so, I mean, there, but there's just this thing of I just have been repenting to my husband that I, I want to be safe in his arms and I want to come under. And I just feel like they're, you know, that was just, I, they were talking to me. And I just, I just had to say that. <laughs> man, man. We are in a season of deliverance, I'm telling you. As a church, we are in a season of deliverance, and I'm telling you, I'm going to continue to declare it, and uh, this week has been a crazy week. Rejection has stirred its head up on many fronts, but people are getting free, and I say praise God for it. Amen? Anybody else getting free? Amen. 
Any more testimonies? Testimony is declaring the goodness of God. Go ahead. God is good, amen. One of our new families to do covenants. Share your name. I'm Tina Isbell. That's my husband, Chuck, and his daughter, Gina, our daughter, Gina. We've been married three years in May. And um, my whole life has just been rejection after rejection after rejection. If I sat and told you stories, you guys would be going, oh, my God. Um, I was married for 21 years and I had three children. And um, my children um, were raised in a Christian home their whole life. We homeschooled them until we moved here in Muncie. And um, my, their dad was their youth pastor all their life. And we were in ministry together. And we ended up getting a divorce. And it was broken. We another rejection in church and it, our hearts were broken and his was broken to the point where he just laid down and through all that my kids have just turned their backs on God and it was one thing to see them turn their backs on God but the oldest and the youngest have just lost it spiritually just lost it and um so glad God brought us here um, Chuck and I, you know, went through another hurt just recently, and that's how we ended up here. And um, I watched this video on YouTube by Kim Kim Walker that I shouldn't have watched because it messed my life up real bad. (laughs) And in this video, God says to Kim, ask me how much I love you and ask me what I was thinking when I made you. And she shares God showing her this. We went to a Rick Pino concert the other night. And if if you know anything about me, I'm just not a maternal kind of a woman. I am a maternal. I mean, my kids, my kids are my life. And not only my kids, but when I see a kid that needs a love and mama, it's just like, Everything inside my fiber body just pulls towards these kids that hurt and need that mama love. So as we was at the Rick Pino concert, I was sitting before the Lord, and the Lord gave me this vision. And um, I have to back up for just a minute because there was a time when my kids were playing, and my son made my daughter really mad. And he realized how mad he made her, so he started picking at her, trying to make her laugh. And I'll never forget her. She folded her arms, and she said, leave me alone. I want to be mad. But then she just kind of couldn't hold it in anymore because he just kept acting silly and made her laugh. Well, in this vision, I had forgot about that. I hadn't thought about that in years. And um, the Lord showed me. I was just sitting there minding my own business, just worshiping. And I seen Jesus walk up to my son. And he just kept going, I'm touching you. I'm touching you. And he'd laugh and he'd jump. And then he'd walk back to him and he'd go, I'm touching you. I'm touching you. And all of a sudden, my son said, leave me alone. I want to be mad. And Jesus just kept jumping and jumping and jumping and laughing. And then he'd go back and say, I'm touching you. And, you know... (laughs) When 
somebody touches something that you love so much and reveals that love to you. He wasn't just saying to Mikey that he loved you. He was saying, I love what you love. And just to reveal, you know, and I've been for weeks, for weeks I've been saying that to God. I said, God, show me how much you love me because I really don't believe I know it. I don't think any of us can even comprehend just a little bit. And today as we was worshiping, the Lord showed me again. He said, most of the time when, I, when you hear Jesus loves you, you think, yes, he died on the cross for me. He took those stripes for me. And he, he loved me so much, and he was hurt, and he was broken for me. And God said to me, he said, before those ever happened, I loved you, and I danced, and I rejoiced over you. And his compassion is so powerful, and he wants us to know that love. Sounds like he's downloading his love to you. Amen. Chris. Chris is getting free from rejection. I uh, used to beat myself up real bad when I was growing up. And back then, it was I used to walk around with bruises all over my body. And, and I was rejected by my mom. I was rejected by... Uh, the kids I used to grow up with, I, I was even beaten by my mom. I was it tore me up inside and out. And uh, now that I uh, that now that God freed me from that, I haven't hit myself for two months straight. Amen. Amen. Awesome, Chris. Amen. You might not, uh, if you don't know Chris, you, that's a powerful thing because I've seen him in the, the bathroom before just slug himself, and we're breaking that off. Amen, Chris? God loves Chris Gentry, and we love Chris Gentry. Amen. Bless you, buddy. Amen. God is good. Gold dust at the conference, huh? Wow. All right. Thanks, Sean. Freedom. Yeah, I didn't go to the conference, Okay. But you know something? The Lord has showed me through some situations in the family with my children that I'm responsible. Okay? He's also showed me through the uh, areas of my character that I'm responsible. And there's a bunch of people here that went to a conference yesterday, and they got filled up. Chris, you're full. I want it. I want it. I need it. You know why? Because I'm facing a situation that is bigger. I am afraid. I am afraid of failure. I am afraid of rejection. And you know something? My son, my step-godson or grandchild, and a few other things, their lives hang in the balance. So I need it. And anybody else who feels like the Lord overfilled them in that conference, I need it. Just pour out. I don't, I don't care if you just got one drop for me. Because there are people's lives at stake. And the worst part about it is their family. And Let's pray for them. Come on up, team. Let's pray for them. Get you and Charlene up here, and we'll just uh, lay hands on you and bless you. They need a drink. Amen.
Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, do it. Amen. Everybody just reach your hand towards them. We're kind of being a little spontaneous here. But the Lord's wanting to do something here, Father. Fill them up in Jesus' name. We come against those strongholds in Jesus' name. And we just declare freedom over the Dent House in Jesus' name. Bless them, Lord. As they're praying, one of the things that were, was mentioned at the conference is that God is really good at doing his job. <laughs> God is really good at doing his job. And so, Father, I thank you that you are really good at bringing healing to families. I thank you that you are the God of deliverance and freedom. I thank you, God, that you are really, really good at doing your job. And we're, in, and we're really lousy at doing our job. But Father, I thank you that what we cannot do for ourselves, you do for those who cannot do for themselves. And so, Father, I thank you that you are really, really good at doing your job. You are good at being God. You are good at being Yahweh. You are good at being our provider in Jesus' name. You are good at being Jehovah Nisi. You are being good. You're good at being Jehovah Jireh. Thank you, God. I thank you, God, for filling Sean and Charlene. They need refreshing, and I thank you, God, for bringing refreshing to them right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Okay, I am. Amen and amen. All right. Um, just for those of you who, who aren't here, I mean, these testimonies, it's not just about the conference because really the only thing that we got from the, con I mean, we got some fire from the conference, but um, the only thing that we got was that it's, oh, I'm aware. It's, listen, and, and Sandy nailed it, but I'm, I'm even, I'm almost going to publicly correct you because you want to know why? Because we're not on the brink of revival. We are in it, girl. That's right. That's right. I mean, like, we are, you guys, listen, it's just like that dream that I had when Jesus, I mean, Jesus was winning. He, it was the biggest game of the season. It was the biggest game of his life. And I didn't know. 
This is what I don't want us to miss is that right now God is springing up the wells, springing up the wells of the, of the revivalists that, that, that sowed those seeds of Mariah Woodworth Etter and um, William Branham. It's happening. But I, what I want you guys to know is that we're married to the bride and it's the time. Do not be unaware of what is going on. You guys, we just need to go, oh, it's here. Revival is here, you guys. Our kids are performing miracles. People are getting healed by our children. That's revival. Do you understand? I mean, people are being brought from from different cities into this place. It's revival. It is happening. We just need to go, oh, it's here. It has started. It is now. God's presence is pouring out on us, and we just need to be aware. We just need to open our eyes, know who we're married to, that we are married to Jesus in the greatest time in history. It is right now, and we just need to just open our eyes and go, yeah, we win, and it is now, and it's happening now, and you don't need to go to a conference to get it. Listen, stand up. I have a prophetic act. Do you need to have something before I do this? I want you right now. Prophetic act right here. This is what we're going to do. As I want, you're standing here, and we're unaware, and this is what we're going to do. We're just going to turn. Let's turn this way so we're all doing the same thing, and you're just going to go, Oh, there you are, Jesus. There's the revival we've been praying for. And I am aware. And I am engaged. And I give you permission to wreck me. And to make me dangerous. Woo! In Jesus' name. Now just rejoice because we win. Woo! That was the conference, summed up. <laughs> you might as well stand back up. I don't know why everybody's sitting down. Seriously, get back up. We're, we're, we're getting ready to wrap this thing up, but God's imparting some things. Do you guys want it? Do you guys want this? Are you hungry for this? Is this not what we've been contending for? Come on. This is what we want. Okay. I want God, I want more of God, and I'm going to get more of God every day. I am not going to, I'm going to wake up hungry for God, okay? Now listen, God, we've heard this said so many times that we've been so detached from it. God inhabits the praise of his people, okay? When we have a spirit of joy a spirit of rejoicing when we rejoice. You know what to re- rejoice means to like do backflips across here, just like scream in the top of your lungs and, and just, just going crazy, going nuts. Think of the time, think of the, the, the best game or the best concert you've ever been to and do that times 20 to the 25th power. Okay? This is what I'm talking about. And that's only scratching the surface of what's going on in the kingdom. Okay, and we're pulling that kingdom down down to earth. Okay, because it's it's coming alive through us. So, okay, I'm just going to count it down, and on the count of three, you're going to shout out to the Lord and give the most joyful praise that you've ever given Him. We're going to rock the gates of heaven. He's going to hear. Heaven's going to hear us and going to respond to us. Okay, I'm going to count it down. Three. Two, one.
God inhabits the praise. God inhabits the praise. God inhabits the praise of his people. God inhabits the praise. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. God inhabits. God inhabits the praise of his people. God inhabits the praise of his people. Hear me. God inhabits the praise of his people. God, we praise you. God, we praise you for what you are doing. And we come in agreement that, God, you are bringing us deliverance. You are here. There is revival here, God. And I give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. Let's give the Lord a clap. Now, God, this week we are going to get more aware of your presence. Church, that's the message of today. I didn't preach on rejection like I was going to because God did something different. Amen? We are going to become more aware of his presence this week. When you go home today, when you're at the restaurant, you have got to get more aware of his presence where you're at. Do you hear me? That is the word of God declared today. You've got to get more aware of his presence. He is here. He does a great job of being God. You do not have to give excuses for God. Do you hear me? So you don't have to apologize to God, amen? He is good all the time. Can I have an amen on that? So what we're going to do, I'm going to seal this time of rejoicing, but it's not over because we're going to become more aware of him all week. Amen? I'm telling you, you get your worship music on at home, you get your worship music on in the car, and you become more aware of God this week. Amen? It's like this. Oh, I get it. He's here. God's not way off somewhere else. He's here. He's in me. Say, he's in me. God is in me. I am the vessel that contains the presence of God. Christ in me, the hope of glory. And so, Father, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, Father, I just pray right now, as we go, God, that you would just bless us, that, God, you would make yourself more aware, make us more aware of your presence. And, Lord, I thank you for that. And, Lord, we just give you praise for what you've done today. We thank you for the power of your testimony in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Now, before you leave, we're going to have the team that went to the conference up here to pray for people. We're going to have our altar ministry team up here. If you want prayer and you need more, <laughs> if a little dabble do you, that's really sad. Because <laughs> God's not into getting us just a little dab. Amen. But if you want more and you want prayer, we're going to put some worship music on and we're going to have these, our friends and everybody up here for prayer. If you want prayer, the altar is open. And if you need to get private with the Lord and you don't want somebody laying hands on you, there's a wonderful altar here where you can kneel before God. But let's get more aware of his presence. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name.